This episode of Guys Talking Sports is being brought to you by mybookie.ag, the safest place to play, the only place I take my action, the only place I trust. Visit mybookie.ag today. This episode is brought to you by TickPick, where smart fans buy and sell tickets. Check out TickPick for the best ticket prices for your next game, concert, or event, and use promo code PODCAST to save 10 bucks off any order over $49. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com. Promo code PODCAST. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our um, next episode of Guys Talking Sports. So this week, we're going to find out how we did in our NFL picks. Um, we're going to talk about the Houston Astros and the LA Dodgers World Series, NBA, and of course, um, all things uh, college football and the um, playoff picture and how it's looking out so far on this week of Guys Talking Sports. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. This is E, a.k.a. Slim, a.k.a. Smooth. Here are my boys, Al and Ace, a.k.a. Big Sexy. How you guys doing tonight? Doing all right, man. Another day in paradise. And I, I appreciate you mentioning me as Big Sexy. I really do appreciate that. Um, but I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, was a, that was a misquote, but we... Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to get right into it, guys. A lot of things going on in sports, man. We got a lot of things going on. You know, uh, baseball is, I mean, excuse me, football is in its midway season. Of course, everyone knows Houston Rockets, you know, wrapped up things and won the World Series. And, uh, of course, um, the person that you love to hate, love him or hate him, LeVar Ball, as usual, says some more stuff. So let's get right into it with the football picks from last week. And I want to see how we did. I think I did bad. <laughs> I don't know if I did any better. Ace probably did best of all of us. But um, so Ace, roll um, roll our picks. Let's see what we did. Oh, for the week, uh, both you and Al both finished seven and six. Not too bad. Not great. Not, yeah. And myself, I finished eight and five. So it's not like any of us were were uh, really out there as far as you know picking correct games. I guess some of the unanimous games that we thought we would, that would win and didn't, uh, the Bills and Jets, we all picked the Bills, they lost. We all picked the Ravens to win versus the Titans, the Titans won. Um, we all thought the Seahawks was going to beat the Redskins, and the Redskins ended up winning that game. And none of us gave props to the Cowboys for beating the Chiefs. So... Those are the four games that we would just we just knew that you know the opposite team were going to win, but unfortunately we got wrong. So not a great week, but not a terrible week. We all finished above seven hundred. I'm sorry, above five hundred. So I guess that's a good thing. Well, clearly everybody out there, we were in the office pool right now playing for weekly um stats. You know, I think we have to go for points first to see who can really do well because right now, none three of us be winning any money in the office pool at this point. So uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so uh. So, um, drum roll, please, uh, Big Sexy. And not you, Al. Talking about Ace. Cue up what's up for the uh, picks for this week. So, who we got? All right. So, the first game of the week, we got the uh, the Jets versus the Bucks. Uh, let me see here. Uh, all right. Uh, 
right. So, what are your guys' predictions? Where is it at? It's Jets versus Bucks in Tampa. That's a good question. I think you no know, Jameis Winston, so I believe it's Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be the uh, player against his old team, the Jets. Uh, I think I will go with um, whew, it's toss-up. I think I'm going to go with the uh, Jets. Alright. Um, if you're doing that, I'm going to go with the Bucks. Yeah, I'm going to. I, I just I I I would not be surprised if Ryan Fitzpatrick have a revenge type game. <laughs> uh, it's possible. It is possible. And that's a Thursday night game, right? That is correct, sir. All righty. All right. Next up on tap, you have the Saints versus the Bills. The Bills are the home squad. Uh, go ahead, Al. I. I I I I don't know. I, that's a toss up. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bills. I'm gonna go with the Bills. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Saints. I think the Saints are trending upwards. I think they're doing pretty good ever since they got rid of Adrian Peterson and the other two running backs have been playing pretty uh, well, balanced football. I think I'm gonna go with the Saints in this one. I'm going with Saints as well. It's just Drew Brees, and you know the offense is pretty, pretty spectacular. And last week the Bills gave up a ton of points to the Jets, so I guess you could say it was the, the Jets' defense, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up on the list is um, Browns versus Lions, and the game is played in the Motor City. I'll take the Lions. I'm a, yeah, I got to take the lines. I, I don't even know why I'm hesitating. Yeah, I guess we're going to all go to the lines on this one. All right. Bengals versus Titans. Uh, Titans are the home squad. I got Titans. I think I'm going to go with the Titans, too. Bengals are playing a little a little uh, crappy, and I think this might be, uh, might be your boys last year as coach. Um, I'm going I'm to go with Bengals um, just because I think they need to bounce back from that horrible game. A.J. Green getting kicked out in the whole nine yards. Yo, that fight alone, I, I that got like, that went left real quick. <laughs> Tell me about it. I mean, it's, it's almost as bad as the fight between, um, but uh, I'm mistaking uh, the fight with uh, in Tampa with uh, Mike Evans doing something, taking somebody out. Yeah, okay. because James yeah. behind was was um, messing with Jalen Ramsey, putting a finger in his you know helmet, and he just pushed him, and then Mike Evans came out of nowhere and just and just like you know flew at him and hit him. Right, right. I guess frustration. You know, I, I expected a lot out of Tampa this year just because James was playing so well. They picked up uh, uh, picked up the dude from the Redskins. Um, used to play for the Eagles too. Oh, I can't think of his name. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson. Um, you know, offensively, I thought they were going to really come up this year. You know, and their defense haven't been playing half bad. So, no, I, I agree with you. That's, I think they've been a, a, a big disappointment. Yeah, yeah. So I, 
frustration definitely popped in with that one. So, yeah, doesn't help definitely. Yeah, definitely under uh, underachieving. All right. Uh, next up on the list is Packers Bears. Is the playing in Chicago? Hmm. I think I'm gonna go with the Bears on this one. The Packers aren't doing a whole lot, and the the young boys has been having a lot of problems. Yeah, I also go with the Bears. Um, until Packers get themselves together offensively, I think that um, is. I just don't see them winning so many games right now this season. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bears. I'm gonna think I'm gonna buck the trend. I'm gonna go with the Packers. I think Brett Hundley finally gets his first win as an NFL starter. Um, I think they're gonna. I, I think they might try to simplify the offense a little bit, make it a little bit easier for them. I think they might pull off the win next week. Uh, next up, uh, Chargers versus Jags playing in Jacksonville. I'm going to go with the Jags. I'm going to also go with the Jags. Yeah, I think they're, they're much improved. I'm going to go with them as well. Uh... Vikings, Redskins, uh, playing in D.C. I'm going to have to go with the Redskins on this one. Yeah, I think the Redskins are playing well enough to, to overcome this. I got the Redskins as well. Yeah, they showed a lot of, they showed a lot at the end of that game with the, um, the Seattle Seahawks. Definitely. Definitely earned my respect on from that standpoint. Yeah, I'm going to go Skins as well. Uh I think uh, I think DC knows or the Redskins know what they need to do in keeping uh, their quarterback in town. So I think uh, that was a defining moment. I think uh, they're gonna. I think they're gonna win this week. Steelers, Colts, playing in Indianapolis. Steelers. Steelers. So what are you guys hearing about the owner of Jim Irsay talking about Andrew Luck? It's in his head as far as him not playing this season. Well, personally, I ain't rushing back for anything because that that team is ridiculous at this particular point. So I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no reason for him to even try to come back after, you know, the way that the season's been from the jump. So um, I – I just don't see I, I don't see any reason for him to come back now. You know, just continue doing what he's doing right now and just, you know, don't listen to what the other critics – I mean, don't listen to what anybody says. You know, you know when you are ready to come back. And right now, there's really no reason for you to even want to come back at this point. Let, let, let the season go. Let the season go and come out fresh next year, season. That is true. That is true. And I'm also going to go with the Steelers. Uh, hopefully the the bye week um, they get everything on on uh, on the right page and offensively for the Steelers so they can really start gelling and make it a push down uh, towards playoff time. Uh, next up is Texans versus Rams in LA. I would say that this would have been a hell of a matchup if uh, Deshaun Watson was still healthy. Uh, Jared Goff is playing lights out. Uh, QB for LA. Um, that would have been a heck of a game. Unfortunately, it is not going to live up to the hype. 
So what do you guys just take? I'm telling you, that was one of the games that I really thought that was going to be a very high college football type score. Um, the way these two teams are playing, like, and you know, unfortunately with Deshaun Jack, um, Watson out, um, it's it's. I got the the Rams in this one, but I would have loved to see when everybody's healthy how this game would have progressed. I could see lots of touchdowns being scored. Um, but I got the Rams on this one. Um, yeah, I do got the Rams. I got the Rams on this. Yeah, I have to go with the Rams, too. I mean, um, Houston is just an unfortunate, you know, hey, I'm hoping after Sean Watson does come back and B, I'm hoping that when he comes back, he's, you know, at least what he was because I think he was definitely um, – he was definitely playing lights out. So I'm going to have to go with the Rams. Yeah, same here. It's unfortunate Deshaun is not going to be able to play for the rest of the season. If he'd have kept it up, he was definitely looking like uh, rookie of the year. I was going to say, do you still think he should still get rookie of the year? Nah, they won't give it to mm, him. Nah, just because he only played like three or four games. Mm. Yeah, not 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 enough for the body of work. Mm. Now, let me ask you a question. There was rumors talking that um, that uh, Houston was interested in in um, looking at um, Colin Kaepernick. Well, that's that's been deaded. Really, real quick. Yeah, because uh, Houston cut uh, the QB that they had, and they went out and signed uh, uh, Josh Jackson, I believe, who was a QB on the Giants. Had to throw the <laughs> throw the pass since 2011. Yo, your predictions was right on, spot on about him never coming back to the NFL. I keep telling people the man will not see the sideline of an NFL team this season, and I don't think going forward. Nah, nah. If he ain't going, if they ain't even look, if it ain't at a point where they ain't even like bringing him in at this point, it's going to be real difficult for him to get signed by an NFL team. And for anyone out there, and now we're veering off the picture a little bit, but for anybody out there that says anything about well, because. He hasn't played an NFL team. He has to come in and get the offense and learn the offense and this and this and that. You signed Josh Jackson was on the Giants. He ain't been playing since the beginning of the season. He was cut before the season started. You mean to tell me he knows anything better about the offense of that squad than but either here nor there, he's he's being punished and 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 um blackballed whether they're going to come out and say directly or not for his part of starting the kneeling and costing these owners, quote-unquote, money and making all this mess from their eyes is messing up the game. So trust me, he won't play football. Not this year and maybe not even ever. Um, like I said, I didn't mean to veer off the picks. but no, no, I mean, it's – you know, my thing is if Connor really wants to play – I'm kind of shocked that he hasn't taken his talents to the CFL just to keep himself football sharp and, and play some ball. Um, I'm sure um, I'm sure he probably would have got paid pretty well over there. So it's interesting that he hasn't gone that route. I guess his own, you know, his agent is uh, keeping up hope that he will make it to somebody's squad, but it's not looking good right now. Not looking good at all. No, and I think that at this point, I think that he's starting to realize that himself. 
So you might, you know, he might venture that route, that route um, pretty soon because I'm pretty sure that now he's starting to sense that there's no way I'm getting in if, you know, if they're signing Josh Jackson over me. You know, I'm pretty sure he's like, yo, there's probably no chance. I'm, you know, I'm getting like third, you know, there's teams are signing bench warmers at this stage of the game. And, you know, I'm a quality quarterback. I'm pretty sure he feels that way. So, you, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he might take that route in, in the near future, you know. Well, I mean, at least he'd be earning some, he'd be earning some money. And he could still – he can still do his goodwill and still uh, promote his act. You know, his uh, him being an activist and doing what he's doing. He can still do that. I mean, granted, he'll be on Canadian soil, but I think the Canadian Football League runs doesn't run quite the full NFL season. No. So while they're playing in the summer, he could be doing everything that he wants to do during the NFL during the NFL season. And still keeping that movement alive, you know, in the scene fit with uh, what he started. So, so do you do you think? I'm a question to both of y'all: Do you think he does it in 2018? If he wants to play, I think that's the route he should go. Um, but who knows? You know, uh, you would think that by this point, Houston would have would have given him a call. Uh, you would think uh, Green. You would think Green Bay might have given him a sniff. Considering Brett Hundley ain't really been doing too much, you know, but you know, uh, gotta been awkward that, in Green Bay. I'm sorry, uh, gotta been very awkward. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> Earl, what you think? I don't know. I mean, he's. I don't know. It depends on if he really wants to play football and wants to go the CFL route. I don't see it. He hasn't given any indication that he wanted to at this particular point, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. At least we we get we got to see some greatness from him. You know, uh, it's an unfortunate situation. You know, it just I think it's a black eye on both sides. But you know, uh, wish him the best, and I hope some I hope an NFL team does give him the opportunity. But if not. You know, the NFL is going to go on. It's a machine. It's not going to stop for no one person. So, with that being said, uh, Mr. Mr. Ross, uh, it's a it's a matchup of our, our two uh, bum squads, uh, Giants and Niners, uh, playing in San Francisco. <laughs> I'm gonna go out and say that the the Giants should win this game. <laughs> <laughs> Please pick San Fran. Please pick San Fran. I'm going to actually pick San, the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> only because I need you guys to have one law so we can kind of get a – so we can kind of even things out when it comes to the draft order. Y'all play for the draft oh, – okay. Y'all making picks off of the draft. So I, I need you guys to win so we'll both be one and four. All three of us know. So – yeah, I think Cleveland won one game, didn't they, or not? No, no Cleveland still on, on, uh, still has not won a game. All right, so let's let's at least kind of make it even with us. So I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. Mm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going with Giants. <laughs> We're a train wreck, dude. But go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I. I don't even know who they root for. Like that is a 
that's a that's that's the true definition of a toss up at this point. Um, I, I I'm only picking the Giants because they have Eli. That's the only way I could see that being they escape this because of Eli. Um, I'm not too 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 comfortable or confident in it, but I, I'm a, I'm gonna go with the Giants escaping this one. <laughs> Man, I wish I could say uh, I wish I could check none of the above, like a Brewster's Millions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. All right, so Cowboys, Falcons in Atlanta. Cowboys. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, Cowboys. Yeah, them bull, uh, them guys from Dallas. And yeah, they, same here. Same here. And I'm telling you right now, this Ezekiel thing is really just—I I don't even—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's ticking me off. I'm getting real upset about it. Like, so again, you're going to appeal your the whole suspension again. I'm not even going to continue to go through it again. This, I'm—I mean, like, it—it it gives me more reason to not root for you. That's for the most part, and that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not even going to. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, if you're innocent, that's you know, I can understand you sticking to your guns, but like the whole news, everything behind it, to me, is just nauseating now. So agreed, very much agreed. All right, so we got the Sunday nighter, the Pats versus the Broncos in Denver. Whew, I, I don't know because. I, as much as I, I, you know, you can't never count as a Patriots, but I don't know. Something about them just doesn't seem right. So, but I'm a, again, I'm gonna go with the Patriots. Yeah, something is off with them too. I totally agree, but I'm not gonna bet against uh, the New England Patriots. I think they do enough and in, in squeak out a win. Well, until Denver figures out their quarterback situation, you gotta go Pats all the way. All right, and the Monday nighter. You got the Miami Dolphins versus the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. What say ye? I say I go with um, Cam, Cam, Cam. I'm. I'm yeah. I'm gonna go. I can't knock that. I, I gotta go with Carolina. Um, they, I mean, they've done enough to convince me, but they haven't been the same Carolina from before. That's for sure. And I'm going Carolina as well. Uh, once Miami was trying to go full fire sale last week before the trade deadline, um, I gotta believe that they're they're looking forward to next season. So I'm going with the Panthers as well. All righty, so that wraps up all of next week's picks. Good luck to you, gentlemen. And uh, may the best man pick the most, because I know we aren't winning any money if we're in Vegas. <laughs> None of us are. <laughs> be Owen. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, thank you, Jamie. Thank you. So as we segue real quick, we're going to get to, I uh, know the um, Houston Rockets, um, the Houston Rockets beat the, you know, Astros. Astros. I said Rockets. Sorry. Still in basketball mode. The uh, <laughs> the Astros 
beat the Dodgers for the World Series, um, thrilling World Series to say the least. Um, so um, just your quick guys, your quick thoughts, real quick. Um, were you surprised that the Astros won, or was it what you kind of expected? Well, I, I did pick LA at seven. Um, man, you couldn't ask for that. Was a hell of a series, man. A hell of a series. I didn't follow it too tough just because I'm a Yankees fan and I just can't watch other teams playing the World Series other than my Yankees. So I kind of followed from afar. But, you know, for those for those Astro fans out there, you know, uh, congrats. I know it's a long time coming. First uh, World Series championship for you guys. Uh, a long road traveled with, you know, I guess with uh, – I guess with the, the whole trusting the process with Houston when they were going through their times when they were just horrible, but it came to fruition and they won the World Series and they got to tip the hat to the, to LA. Um, they played a half white series, uh, just didn't have enough in Game Seven to pull it out. So, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better situation. Seven full games, uh, the two best teams in baseball. Tip, you know, tip your hat to the Astros and. Uh, I look forward to seeing them again next season, especially when it's between the Yankees and uh, the Astros. I think we're going to get your number next year. So, come on, 2018. I'm ready for the MLB season already. Mm. Um, I don't see the Yankees be- making it into 2018. So, that's just me being the hater that I am of the Yankees. But <laughs> No, I'll just play. No, but uh, get back to the World Series. I just did that because I know you're a Yankees fan. Um. Get back to the World Series. I think it was a great series. I, I, to be honest, you had the two best teams. So, you know, you can't argue with how the outcome was. I thought it, it was great that it went seven games because it showed what baseball fans love about the whole World Series and baseball in general. You know, seeing the comebacks and seeing the close games and seeing who down the wire who's going to get to, you know, who's going to win it all. It was great. Um, to be honest, it's is great. Look forward to to 2018. Um, there's going to be a lot more teams vying for that position. Don't know if Houston is going to make it back to back, but you know it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. But kudos because the city of Houston needed this. Um, kudos for for Houston Astros for doing what they needed to do. Uh, I saw the parade where you know Houston was going crazy um, in celebration that they won. So. I think it was good. I also picked the Dodgers to win, but I wanted Houston to win because of the simple fact that the city needed it most um, between the two cities. And to be honest, I'm glad that they did win because, you know, it was something that they needed, the city needed as a whole. So um, great World Series. Um, hope more. There, I hope there's more World Series like that in the future because definitely will help to bring and elevate the baseball world back to where it was. Yeah, I think after that, yeah, I mean, I mean, um, echo your sentiments on this. I mean, um, I think this World Series definitely, um, you know, very thrilling and definitely had a lot of people watch, tuning into it. I mean, even with the Yankees not making to the World Series, I mean, they were in the mix. So anytime you have them in the mix, you know, definitely helps, you know, you know, it's good for business. But the Dodgers and the Rockets, you know, excuse me, Astros <laughs> put on a heck of a heck of a World Series. I mean, right down to the wires. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be a lot of questions whether they should have had you Darvish pitching in that last game or whether they should have went, you know, with the other pitcher. But, you know, everybody can play Monday more, Monday more to quarterback. I mean, you just don't know. But um, I think 
you know, it was definitely a good look for baseball. I think, um, I think, you know, whether people want to admit it or not, they probably tapped into a lot of people that have been a little upset about things going on with the NFL, but they put on a good playoffs and they put on a good World Series. There wasn't any kind of bad games, you know, in the playoffs leading up to the World Series. Everything was pretty good. And, you know, I know um, baseball can be a very long season, but, you know, the payoff, unfortunately, is in, you know, October. And, you know, you get to October and I think, you know, the two best teams are there and it was a heck of a World Series. And, I mean, you know, I watch it only when the playoffs comes in and it was thrilling. So I think it was a good look for baseball. You know, had you know, had talked to the Houston Astros. They did their thing. Dodgers have nothing to be ashamed about. I mean, they played their butts off. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see these both these teams, at least in the mix, going into next year. Agreed, agreed. And it's been documented that some of the uh, couple of playoff games and uh, World Series game, I think, had higher uh, ratings, TV ratings in the NFL. So it shows that, you know, one, it's the beginning of the NFL season. Not too much stock is really taking place in that. But two, just how thrilling the – the baseball season, when did, uh, especially the postseason ones this year. So uh, I think next year is going to be even better. So I'm, I'm, def- I'm definitely looking forward to it. Ah, yeah. So uh, I think we're all really looking forward to baseball. So, uh, you know, you know, opening day, hot dogs is on me. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so switching over to on basketball, so definitely the uh, the Boston Celtics have been playing very well um, of late. I mean, they're in the you know they're leading you know the Eastern you know Eastern Conference right about now with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers pulling up not last place but <laughs> darn near close to it. So um, what do you guys think about you know basketball thus far? I mean, it's is it surprising that the Cav I mean the Cavaliers doing as bad as they're doing or Celtics doing as good as they're doing or is it even surprising that anything in the West, I mean, Golden State started off very, very slow, but definitely picked it up in the last, you know, seven or eight games. So any surprises thus far with the NBA for you guys? I'm going to let Al jump into that first. Oh, wow. Um, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> um, any surprises? I would probably have to say yes. Um, I'm more – I mean, let's just be honest – um, the Cavs being the way that they are, even though they just won tonight, um, the Cavs record right now is just, you know, they're in a, in a coast mode for whatever reason. I know that they're just playing their way through the regular season, but the re- the way their record stands, if they don't make a turnaround, which I'm pretty sure they will, but right now they're not even listed in the playoff hunt. Like they're like ranked 10th in record wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that is like a surprise if anything um, also believe that, you know, Boston is doing what they – I think Boston is right now playing like they're more focused to make it into the playoffs and not just the playoffs but be in the finals. So I think Boston is a lot more focused right now. Um, but I think my biggest surprise right now would be um, Detroit and Orlando, um, their record-wise, especially Orlando. I think Orlando did some pretty great signings um, in the all season, they bring get them where they are, and I think how they're utilizing their team right now is very, very, very efficient and effective at this point. Um, they have a great, you know, great talents. Uh, they got Aaron Gordon. 
um, who's to me, I think it's like almost the second coming to um, Blake Griffin. Um, you have um, Jonathan Simmons who came from the Spurs over there and Terrence Ross. And, you know, they, they have a great group of guys that's up there that's playing very well. And to be honest, you know, I didn't have them as high as where they are right now. I mean, they're like top three in the Eastern Conference right now. So I think that's the biggest surprise to me. Um, outside of that, I haven't, you know, everything else is all expected to be. I love the fact that the Knicks are playing well, even though I hate to admit it, but the Knicks are playing well. And I got to give them credit where credit is due. Um, they're playing well, but um, credit New York, credit Detroit, credit Orlando, for doing the things that they're doing necessary to start winning games. And I'm going to say this, the Eastern Conference is not as weak as people think. Right. Um, they definitely have won a lot more games between Western teams. And I believe that the Eastern Conference is going to be in a hard-fought battle for each playoff spot, ranking from one to eight. Um, Western, We already know what the Western Conference is. So, But I think the Eastern Conference is going to show a lot of people that they're are also just as talented as the Western Conference as well. Uh, I have to agree. Uh, Cleveland is definitely in, uh, I guess, trying to find our identity. Um, having their two top point guards down and not being able to play the offense that they wanted to play and still managing to, I think they're four and four now, or four and six or something like that. Um, they just won, so it's like five and seven. Five and seven? Yeah. And, again, it's still early. Uh, you know, uh, kudos to Boston playing well. Kyrie is doing his thing up in, um, in Boston. Um, you know, but it's still early. Uh, everybody's going to hit a swoon. Um, so as uh, Cleveland gets themselves back up to where they need to be, there's no doubt in my mind that Cleveland will probably still be number one in the East. It's uh, just a matter of time to, to let the dust settle and get themselves acclimated to where they want to uh, be moving forward. Um, like you said, uh, Orlando, New York, uh, Detroit, uh, Milwaukee. Can't forget Milwaukee. They just traded for Eric Bledsoe. Um, I think they, they stole Eric Bledsoe uh, because they said that uh, – they what's it, who they trade for? Uh, they traded him for um, Greg Monroe and uh, a pick. First and a second round pick. Second round pick, yeah. But now I've read where uh, Phoenix is looking to shop Greg Monroe. They're trying to trade him prior to even uh, trying to buy him out because they they have no anticipation. Uh, anticipate, uh, they, they don't anticipate playing him at all in Phoenix. So they're trying to trade him. So it's like they just wanted to pick up the picks. But that – Hmm. Yeah, right. I'm not. I'm a reserve right to speak after this. But go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, and then I'm also still curious okay. about what's going on with Markel Fultz and this Joe Jaleel Okafor situation, where he's going to end up. I'm hearing rumors that he might end up in uh, Detroit. Um, Who? Jaleel Okafor. Oh. So. Not sure what's really going on. It's either Detroit or Chicago. One or two. It might be Chicago. I know I read. I think it's Chicago. Um, so it's interesting in the East. Uh, like you said, Al, the East is playing much better basketball. Maybe it's because it's early. Um, you know, but the East is definitely going to shock some teams. Or at least they're going to beat each other up in the East. And whoever's going to stand up 
Bell is probably going to take the L to whoever wins the West just because they're going to fight harder than they thought they were going to have to fight coming out of the East. Um, and the West is the West. It's just a matter of who's going to bring up the rear. You know, we know it ain't going to be L.A. Um, so it's just a matter of who wants to be that eight spot. Portland um, probably probably will be Portland uh, bringing up the rear with him, Portland and uh, and uh, L.A. the Clippers bringing up the seventh and the eighth spot. So everything is going on as expected. Again, let's 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 talk around Christmas when we can really dissect and see where everybody is now. But we we can definitely pinpoint today is to say. Cleveland is the 12th squad out of 13 in the East right now. Boston is riding a wave, nine consecutive wins. You know, let's see December 25th or December 31st, what the numbers are then, and we can really gauge from that point. Yeah, which, I mean, surprising for me is is really with with Boston per se. I mean, not so much Cleveland. I'm not, I'm not that concerned yet with Cleveland because, I mean, won't really know until Isaiah Thomas comes back into the fold and then you have to really see how they play, you know, when he's there. And I think once he comes back and he's able to add some more offensive punch to them, they'll do better. They just they just don't play any defense. But um and that's gonna be a problem going into, you know, come next year. So right now it's not a problem at the moment, but next year it's gonna I mean, well coming into the second half of the season, you need some defense. If they ain't got any defense it's going to be problems, but um, I am kind of I am kind of surprised that the Boston Celtics are doing as as well as they are, even with Gordon Hayward's injury. I mean, I think Kyrie has definitely stepped up. I think he's right now silencing some of the critics about people who thought he was out of his ever loving mind for wanting not to play with King James. And I mean, over you know, he's proven that at least right now. I'm not saying he's he can carry the team, but he's definitely looking pretty good on that squad right now. So it looks like at the moment he's made the right decision. But, I mean, yeah, I think Ace, I think the East is, I think long term, I think the East has a lot of young talent on there. I think Detroit's doing good. I mean, Andre Drummond is hitting free throws for a change. Thank goodness I can actually watch a Detroit Pistons game, you know, finally. Um, the Bucks are going to look good. I am definitely want to see how that um, – Eric Bledsoe trade is going to go. I think that was a fabulous trade, in my opinion. Um, the Magic, Orlando Magic, are playing are playing very well. So I think it, it's to me. I think the East is like it's it, it's the younger on the East, and it's very top heavy on the West with a lot of old players that eventually the next two or three years are going to be on their back nines. And I think the East. It's going to be the it's going to be the better conference within the next probably two two to three years, and the only person left on there is LeBron, and he's still playing good, but he can't do it forever. True. Now um, I have a question though, but before I ask that question, you know my bookie AG got it. You know we got to make sure we shot them out. So, you know. I'll, you know, let's, let's go ahead and make sure we pay some bills real quick before I ask this question because I know my book AG is going to be bad if we don't. <laughs> yeah. Let's pause for the cost and pay, and pay some bills, guys. Hold on. Holiday cash. You need it, and I know where to get it. My bookie is the place to score some serious cash on your sports predictions. Believe it or not, the holidays are just around the corner. While that means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending, 
It also means there's a lot of football, basketball, hockey games you can score big on every day. Man up, or woman up, because we don't discriminate on Play like the pros on game day. You can play the money line, side or total. My bookie is your hookup for all your betting needs. It offers super fast payouts when you win. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make the money betting the games, you gotta go to mybookie.ag. They're the only site guys talking sports recommend. We trust them. But you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out. They have odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. Join now. And my bookie will match your deposit with up to 50% bonus. Use promo code Guys Talk to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, so now we're back to it, guys. Thanks for holding on. Um, so, Ace, when you was about to finish your thought. Yeah, yeah. So, so what is your, your guys' opinion? with what Kyrie was saying about his, uh, his coach and his beautiful basketball mind really wanting to embrace his basketball mind and kind of taking the shot at Tyron Lue, I guess saying that uh, the coach over at Boston has a, a better, I guess, basketball coaching IQ than I'm not going to say, I'm not going to speculate and say that he's saying that he's a better basketball mind than Tyron, Tyron Lue, but I guess he, feel some sort of way? I mean, what do you guys thought on it? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't catch the quote, but I mean, just off of my initial reaction, it just tells me that he's probably saying that it's nice to have a coach that actually is the official head coach of the team and not a co-coach like they had in Cleveland. That's my initial reaction off to it. Okay. Not only will I piggyback off of that, I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, I think that, you know, there was – we we all understand – it's nothing new. Like, you knew for a fact that, you know, Tyron Lou wasn't, like, really select – was selected by one person when David Black got let go. And let's be honest, you know, I still am still kind of fan of the fact that he was let go to begin with, but we all knew who he was going to be replaced with because somebody wanted him to be replaced. And I don't know for a fact that Tyrone Lou has that type of, you know, that coaching mentality, but I will say this, you know, if Kyrie is saying that he, and let's, let's call it like we see it. Brad Stevens is a great coach. To be honest, he's probably one of the most, underrated coaches in the NBA, right? Well, he may not be now, but he's probably one of the most successful coaches that's out there, outside of pop at this point. Um, Because look what he has done. And look what he has as team, you know, team members as players. So um, to be honest, Kyrie ain't saying nothing that we don't know already that's true from both Brad Stevens' side of things and from Tyron Lue's side of things. Because truth be told, if if Tyron Lue was a better coach, they wouldn't have the record that they have now. So with that being said, you know, and maybe down the road, you know, that record improves and, you know, whatever the case may be. But I think that 
people are underestimating the fact that, well, people already know for a fact that Cleveland is not really Tyron Lue's team to coach. We all know who, you know, who says the ends all and B is all when it comes to players down the road. And to be honest, it's probably one of the reasons why Kyrie wanted to leave to begin with because he knew he, he wasn't going to get the, the actual coaching that he needed from Tyron Lue when you have LeBron James and everybody else there. So, to be honest, it's nothing new at this point. He's just being vocal about it. I think I was watching – I forget what game I was watching the day that came out, but I was watching ESPN, and it was, uh, you know, the typical uh, Van Gundy and uh, – I forget the other guy's name as the uh, the commentators, and they kind of talked about that. And Van Gundy was like, Van, Van Gundy was really disappointed in the fact that Kyrie said what he said because he, Van Gundy was saying that he coached Tyron Lue and that Tyron, Tyron Lue had a very uh, very great basketball IQ and that he was really throwing a shot and throwing some some, some real shade on Tyron, Tyron Lue and not really giving him the credit uh, that he deserves. So. Um, I will. I will have to agree that you know, with LeBron, you know, he is sort of kind of like a co-coach, as uh, as Earl suggested. Um, but you know, I mean, but look at LeBron. I mean, his basketball IQ is second to none, too. I mean, he could easily become a coach. I would think sometime if he so choose. I don't know how good he would be. But you know, but some of failed. Um, right. But. I just thought it was a very interesting comment. You know, uh, it seems like how everybody kind of hangs on to everything that the president may say, uh, whether it be good or bad, and, and, and kind of exploit it in the media. It seems like now, because Kyrie left Cleveland, they got the same situation. Anything that he says that is not pro-Cleveland or pro his previous situation, it seems as though he might be throwing shade on somebody or throwing shade at his previous previous team or whatever. So it's, it's, it's interesting to me. I, I, I find it to be uh, very interesting to read and kind of hear what others say in the media, especially when it comes down to, you know, anything that comes out of his mouth. But the problem is, is that, you know, he's just now being open about saying what he felt for a long time. Like, he really couldn't say how he really felt in Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that was the case, you know, he's free to speak his mind now because he's out of Cleveland. So he's probably not, you know, he's probably been thinking about this for since day one, but we would never know because of the fact that his, where he, you know, he was with Cleveland. So I, I find it very interesting that the fact that so many people hold this under a microscope and all he's doing is just expressing how he feels nowadays, not saying that, you know, it's either right or wrong, but I think he's going to be a lot more open. I think it's just the tip of the iceberg. I think he's going to be a lot more open about the things that happened, you know, in comparison to where he was in Cleveland to how he is now with Boston. Well, my only thing would be, you know, everything he's saying, I just hope that he, he leads Boston to the promised land because if he does anything less than that, all the talk in the world don't mean squat, at least in my eyes. Well, I mean, yeah, right here. Yeah, I think it's going to cut both ways. If, uh, if if Boston doesn't make it, that's one thing. But if Cleveland doesn't make it, even when Isaiah Thomas playing well, that's going to say. Well, let me let me pull this back and say this: If Cleveland doesn't make it, 
to the Eastern Conference Finals, God forbid they meet the Boston Celtics and they lose to the Boston Celtics, that's going to be an extreme indictment on LeBron James. And I think it's going to validate everything that Kyrie wanted to do. And it's going to also validate all the issues that he said but didn't say about LeBron James. And it's going to put more emphasis to saying that at the end of the day, LeBron James ain't MJ. Exactly. No, I completely, to be honest, that's what I think Kyrie, that's why he put all his eggs in this basket right now. Because he already knew that Boston was going to give him the best chance to beat Cleveland in, in the Eastern Conference. And just adding him to the mix. And not only did he, they add him to the mix, they incorporated a second-year player in Jalen Brown and a rookie in Jason Tatum. And now you have, which is, to be honest, a very great defensive team. And you put that in there along with Kyrie Irving, it's a very scary matchup. And I said this before, I was worried because initially I had Boston challenging Cleveland for the Eastern Conference. Um, And that's with Gordon Haywood. When Gordon Haywood went down, I said, I don't know now because I had to wait and see what I had Cleveland because I I didn't know how Boston was going to gel together. I was not prepared for them to have this chemistry this quick. And I will say this right now, and I'll go on the record. Boston, to me, has in my eyes right now, is the favorite for me in the Eastern Conference. And that's even with Isaiah Thomas coming back. Because right now they are gelling and they look like they're on a mission. And I, I and I, I could honestly see that. And I, I say, I tell you this, Cleveland better get their act together quickly because they don't get their act together as far as playing together and, you know, whatever the, they got to work on that defense. That defense is just, it's horrible. And it's not just certain players. It's the whole team. So it includes LeBron James. That The defense is horrible. And until they get that defense in check, they're not going to go anywhere. And I don't even know how far they're going to be. I mean, I, who's to say they're making it to the playoffs with the defense the way that they're playing? Yeah, I, I, I anticipate a trade or two that's going to be coming up in the near future. I mean, LeBron James can hit the post and score 50 all he wants every night. But the fact of the matter is you have no defense. You can do that one game, but if y'all still sucking, I mean, you can sit there and beat the brakes off the Wizards, but sit there the next night and lose to the Hawks. What the fuck? Yeah, but, you know, also injuries have been hurting Cleveland. You know, Tristan Thompson is down. Uh, you know, he lost both. Uh, you know, uh, Isaiah Thomas never played, and then Rose was down for a while. You know, there's some key players for them that's been hurt, so – I'm sorry. Let me switch that. Derrick Rose, injury, key player. He stays injured. I'm not even – that's to me. Okay. okay. <laughs> but, but you got to admit, Tristan is that, that – not to say that they were playing defense when Tristan was healthy. <laughs> but, you know, losing him does make a significant impact because now they're playing some other rookie type of dude that – But to be – no, I hear what you're saying. But to be honest, this is what they need. They need to stop, you know, they need to start putting in younger players and putting them in a mix of what it is that they're doing. And that's been the biggest issue I always have 
with teams that LeBron James is on because you don't give the rookies the opportunity to shine. And let's think of, and I'm going to be honest with you. Let's think about it. When Miami was, when he went to Miami, he bought Chris Bosh and had Dwayne Wade there. He incorporated a lot of older pieces. And although that they won the championship, once LeBron James went back to Cleveland, what did Miami really have after that? Nothing. Because Dwayne Wade wasn't really, the, you know, the, the same Dwayne Wade that won the championship. Chris Bosh was out because of his blood clot injury. And then what else did you have? They had to re, they had to restock the following year for when Hassan Whiteside came and made the trade for um, Goran Dragic. Like, that's the, the same, same mentality is the same thing with Cleveland. You have all these older players, Derrick Rose, who is often injured. You have Dwayne Wade, who's going to eventually be injured because of the seasons he's played. You're going to have – Tristan Thompson is injured now. You know, you have Kevin Love. You have all these veteran players. When LeBron leaves, and eventually he will leave, what are you going to have as stockpile? You don't have that many picks. I mean, now you have the Brooklyn pick, but you don't have any picks. You're going to have no – um, development of rookies or anybody from that nature. Like, you're not even planning for the future. And that's been the biggest gripe that I have when teams always, you know, cater to what LeBron needs right then and there because they don't plan for the future. It's a problem. And when you don't incorporate young pieces like that, how are you going to, how's your team going to grow for the future? Yeah, and I think that's the reason why. I mean, you can say it why Kyrie left because I think he saw the writing on the walls and was like, this man is not committed to staying in Cleveland. He could possibly bounce to L.A. or who knows. But he doesn't want to be left holding the bag again when he first got there with the cupboards bare. So truth be told, I don't blame him. And now, and now that he's with Boston, it's a perfect scenario for him because you have a second-year player in Jalen Brown who's starting. You have a rookie in Jason Tatum who's starting where you could build from that group when Al Horford or um, the other – I forgot the other um, – or Gordon Haywood, you have a nucleus there with young talent there. So Kyrie is set with – up-and-coming people that is playing and fit in the system. They have rookies that are starting. You know, like, that's – I mean, Boston ha- is is very good at incorporating that young talent. Same with San Antonio because San Antonio does the same thing too because yeah. they incorporate their young talent. Like, that's what it boils down to. I don't think Kyrie was thinking about winning just for the next year. I think Kyrie was planning to win future down the road because once – LeBron leaves, Boston's going to sit on top of that Eastern Conference for the next years to come with just those pieces that they have. It's looking like some good pieces right now, and the truth won't be told until we hit April, May, and June. So we're going to switch gears here, my fellas, on this last topic here. Um, So the new um, college football playoff rankings came out. And if I get this right, we have – yeah, of course, we have Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson in the playoffs with, I believe, Georgia number one, Alabama number two, Notre Dame number three, and Clemson number four. So, Ace, I know college football is near and dear to your heart. Um, so, are you uh, happy with the um, the rankings at the moment? Yeah, yeah, they're the best, four best teams. Um, 
Yeah, I have no issues with it at all. Uh, uh, it's uh, Notre Dame, I believe, is playing Miami this uh, this week. I think Miami is sitting at number seven, so we'll see. We'll see uh, how well Notre Dame is going to be playing. I believe Oklahoma is playing TCU, and they're both five and six. That's going to be a juggernaut of a game uh, this weekend. Um, and I believe there is another top ten matchup, but I don't know who that is without looking at it. So, but as it stands, you know, Alabama is Alabama. They're always going to do. Georgia is just, wow. Um, Notre Dame. They raised some eyebrows because, you know, Brian Kelly was probably on the hot seat. So this probably saved them a year or two uh, years in the future of coaching uh, Notre Dame. And Clemson, you know, they're, they're getting up there with the, the Alabamas and the, the Notre Dames and the other blue blood programs out there where they just they just reload. They're not trying to restock, you know, because their cupboards are never bare. So they're just plugging in new pieces and they're still continuing to roll. So. It's uh, it's good right now, but we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks uh, as it shapes up even more. I agree with that, but um, I know people are screaming the fact that Alabama is not number one. But let's just call it like you see it. Like Georgia right now is playing really good football right now. Um, so I really don't have a problem with that. Um, I know that you know Notre Dame, eh, you know. I, I, you can make an argument between Notre Dame and Clemson where they three and four. So I, I, I'm definitely am interested to see what goes on this week and how these next football games, how that compares to the stand, the rankings next week. Um, really didn't see much of a change, um, but uh, TCU moved up two spots, you know, to get to where they are at number six. So it'd be interesting to see how this plays out, especially with these games coming up. This weekend, I think this weekend is going to be telling more so than this past weekend. Um, we'll see how the the where the real real rankings would pair after these 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 week these upcoming week games. Yeah, this is this is the month. Yeah, I agree. I think um, you know Georgia and Alabama being ranked one and two, two SEC teams, you know, up there. So for all these college football analysts who uh, get on their knees and uh, bless everything SEC you know, made are extremely happy about the rankings. Um, Notre Dame surprised me because they did get beat by Georgia in, in week number two, and they're sitting up there at, you know, the third spot, which is quite interesting. So if the players were to start today, Notre Dame will have to play Georgia, and I believe Georgia would beat them again anyway. So um, it's quite interesting. I mean, you do have Oklahoma and TCU and Miami, you know, on an outside looking in with Wisconsin. But um, surprisingly, I don't know if we have a lot of Penn State fans, but the mighty Penn State has fallen. The mighty Penn State has fallen. All those Penn State, you know, jerseys and sweatshirts and hoodies at my job have all of a sudden disappeared. So, I mean, um, I guess everything was not Penn State yet. But uh, as far as I mean, I would probably, if anything, I would probably switch Oklahoma from Notre Dame, but I think because the name itself, Notre Dame does, but um, you know, it's still, I mean, you never know. I think this is going to be a chaos, a chaos in the making over the next couple of weeks. I think that probably Georgia and Alabama probably will still stay undefeated, but I am not sold on Notre Dame whatsoever. Um, 
think Clemson took a bad loss, but I think they're still being there. But Notre Dame, to me, seems like the one team that I think is going to catch a nail before the end of the season is going to be out. Well, we'll see. Uh, it's definitely looking forward to uh, another exciting November in college football. And before we know, it'll be bowl season, and I'll be crying all over it again because college football is over. And, I'm, <laughs> and I haven't been to many West Virginia games this year, and I'm really sad about that. But I, I vow next season I will be in Charlotte for the WVU Tennessee game, and I will be making some other games next year. So come on, West Virginia. Let's take care of business against K-State this weekend. Let's finish out the season strong. Ah, there it is. K-State, though. Go, I don't know. Go Rutgers. Go Rutgers. Y'all doing all right, man. Y'all are doing all right. We'll see. <laughs> I didn't expect that much from Rutgers, but only thing I was expecting was for improvement in play and better effort, and they've and they've definitely done that thus far. So, you know, can't you can't you can't build a national program overnight? You gotta you gotta get the foundation straightened out. Spoken like a true Very Rutgers true. fan, <laughs> a, a true Rutgers alum, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the glass is always somewhat quarter full, not half of a quarter full. <sighs> All right, guys. So we're coming up on our time for right now. So uh, we want to appreciate everyone that's been out there subscribing to the podcast, to listening to us. We want to definitely um, thank our our sponsor, Bookie, uh, mybookie.com. Uh, and um, I want to say to everyone that's out there that's been um, sending us all of your feedback, um, let us know any topics that you want us to talk about, anything that you want to know. Anything you want us to get into, just let us know. You know, definitely um, subscribe to the podcast and let us know your thoughts, your feelings, and whatever you um, want us to talk about. And on that note, um, so guys, let everybody know where they can um, find you at. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Uh, you can catch my latest beef with LaVal Ball there. <laughs> um, as you know, we'll, we'll I'll definitely will rip in on him like Stephen A does. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this right now, real quick, real quick. Lavar Ball, you need to just take have several seats back, as my wife would say, have several seats back. No more talk about your son being in and in, in playing so many amount of minutes, playing the whole entire fourth quarter. I don't want to hear none of that no more from you. But you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. I am out. And you can find me on uh, on Twitter at uh, CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963. And to piggyback on Al, LeVar, man, you need to holler at your boy over in China for stealing. You ain't raised these boys right, man. You better put your, other, your younger boy back in school, teach him some manners, teach him some respect, and stop thieving. Stop worrying about your boy in the NBA. He be all right. Leave the boy alone and shut up. <laughs> back to you, bro. <laughs> and uh you can find me on the gram uh facebook and twitter j-e-r-o-s-s-7 at um and um no comment for lavar ball he, he is what he is anyway um so guys damn thanks for coming out everyone thanks for listening to our podcast this is it for today um as always love peace and a little bit of hair grease deuces man Catch y'all next time.